Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wired Nerdy Podcast. This is our first pilot podcast uh, that we will be doing in this series. So uh, let's just explain what it is. My name is Keith, and I'm here with one of my best friends in the world, Doug, uh, my co-host. Yeah, He's like the Andy Richter to my Conan O'Brien, <laughs> that way, or the Robin to my Batman. Or I, I can be Robin. That's fine. He turns into Nightwing, so that's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but so we've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, right, Doug? I mean, we've yeah, talked yeah. about it. Um, we really want this just to be more of a creative pursuit and really share the conversations about topics and things that we enjoy and just general conversations that we have as friends. Anyway, we'll have guests on the show that pop in and out. Uh, this podcast wasn't just something Doug and I want to do. We'll have other friends that have been uh, interested in it, uh, but you know how lives are get busy, but we'll have some of them dip in and dip out. Um, the name itself, Wired Nerdy, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, actually didn't come from my ideas, friends of mine, Justin and John, and we'll talk about them and just the nature of all of that. But we may get no followers. We may not have anybody ever listen to us. That's no big deal. We're doing this for fun. We think the things that we're going to talk about are cool. Uh, if you do happen to find us and you like us and you want to listen, uh, you may discover some cool stuff that we try to find out throughout the week. And we'll just kind of each put our take on it. So, And because it's live, you know, I'm always going to have interruptions like that. So, So, Doug, welcome, buddy. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, no problem. I believe this podcast is just two friends getting together, talking about things that they're really passionate about. Exactly. And we're always going to try to have topics ahead of time. We want some structure to it because <laughs> it's like a billion things like I know that we want to talk about. And we've got a running list And the list. I don't know about you, but dude, I'm really excited about some of the things we're going to talk about. And they may be reoccurring issues because sometimes we can't get stuff resolved. Uh, and if we can find experts in some of these topics, uh, we're going to try to like see if we can find people who know more about it than even you and I. And we'll bring them in and just expand the conversation because, you know, it, it, we're talking cool stuff, too. You'll, you'll discover very quickly why it's called Wired Nerdy. Uh, just everything from geek culture, video games, movies, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. I mean, cool stuff in the news. Uh, all kinds of really cool things that we're going to talk about here. And so we'll always try to have a structure to it, though. So I'm excited. I am too as well. And just as a reference note, uh, we plan to always try to have this podcast uh, in video. So if you prefer, just to turn on YouTube in the background. We'll post it on YouTube, have its own dedicated channel, Wired Nerdy channel, where you can watch this. You can also post comments if you want, ask questions uh, out on YouTube if you prefer watching. Now, we will do some post editing. That's kind of our goal to add this. So if, you know, out of nowhere, Doug brings up Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, or, you know, you gotta keep the government. Task. Yeah. Exactly. But if he does, what's cool about it is um, I plan on throwing in extras. Or if one of us bring up something that you may not be familiar with, um, try to put graphical images uh, at, in, in post yeah. so that you can share along with what we're talking about. And so get really, really cool because we've talked about like, if one of us sees something, even if it's a video or, or, or movie reference, try to get like a quick five second, you know, clip to post on there. Of course, if I keep it under so many seconds, we don't worry about copyright violation. So that's yeah. always good. Uh, so uh, we will try to edit that into the podcast video, just to add a little flair to it. Now, if you're on the go, 
you don't do podcasts through YouTube and video, that's fine. We plan on posting it uh, through Podbean. I'm going to try to get it out on uh, through Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Google Play Store, all the normal places that you get all your podcasts from so you can listen to it just by audio only. And we'll try to be sensitive to you if you're listening to audio only by explaining to you what you're seeing or what you may 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 not be seeing, depending on whatever we do on our formatting here. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, sometimes I'm more of a visual learner, so it's good to see our emotions and our passion about these things and then uh, bring up some examples and pictures and video and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. We're like all day long. We're always sending things to each other back and forth. Absolutely, through text. Yeah. Like, dude, did you see the Chinese balloon thing? Did you did you see the announcement from uh, the DC movie things? You're like, we're always sharing stuff back and forth. Anyway, we kind of need to share that with you visually, too. So as we capture those things, we'll try to like incorporate it into the podcast as well. So yeah. so the first thing, uh, one of the first things that we're going to talk about is, you know, my background is uh, I'm in the technology field and, uh, you know, I love all things technology related and always have like projects that I'm piddling with, whether it's doing smart stuff with my house, those things. Uh, Doug, I know you're in law enforcement, but you're just as much of a geek as I am. And uh, you have a hefty collection of really cool arcades, like little mini arcades yeah. and uh, ROM collections and things like that. And so I thought we would start with I mean, one of like the more recent projects that at least I know one of us has been working on. And uh, that is the Steam Deck. Now it came out about a year ago. And it was hard to get. And yes, Doug, yeah. I, you mentioned it to me before. Did you think about getting one? You were eyeing it at one point because you were asking questions, right? Yeah, I know we had had long conversations about it. And I think the aspect or the possibility of doing retro gaming on it was really good. And then uh, I'm really into Steam and all of their stuff. So being able to take my Steam library with me was also a really good idea, too. Well, you were getting ready to upgrade a, a laptop at the time. Were you yeah. considering having the steam deck be your travel device for gaming or were was that were you on the fence about whether or not you wanted to upgrade your laptop so i thought about that as well but then also laptops having the full keyboard and all of that but that is a lot to carry around so um the steam deck would be really good for just my gaming i think they may open it up later to processing and other business-like applications yeah but uh, as far as gaming yes i thought about getting one of those well, and for me, the verdict was out on what could it handle. I mean, it's so small. Obviously, there's the Switch, but Nintendo notoriously underpowers their things. But they don't need to because they have such great game design, you know. Yes. Uh, but, you know, when I saw that, granted, it's not full ultra definition, but it's running things like Elden Ring. That's that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive, yeah. Something that small that can yes. do that. However, you know, I, I'm a PlayStation 5 kind of guy. I, I love all things. I mean, I don't. We'll have conversations at some point in the podcast about uh, PC gaming versus console gaming. Right. You know, all that. We'll, we'll get and into I've been that. A console gamer for a long time. So, <laughs> and so have I. And, and but to me, it's like I'm I'm pretty eclectic. You know, I like like you. I'm a Steam guy. I've like tons of Steam games, like yes. way more than I ever have time to play. Which that'll be another topic that we'll get into is our backlog right. of uh, our Steam games uh, that we're not able to play. But I love console gaming too. And right now, I've just I was fortunate enough to get a PlayStation five, but I didn't like really into it. So the steam deck came along and I was kind of like, it's another system. I got my PC, I got, got my console, got my PC. I, I didn't know until what you just said a moment ago had like never dawned on me until I, I, I think I ran across a YouTube video and I sent, I, I would mention it to you about, I we hadn't talked about it. Yeah. The retro gaming, you know, and now I have a brother who builds arcades and he's really into, um, 
ROMs and, and emulation. Like he's into it like way deeper than, than Doug and I are. Yeah. He knows his stuff about it too. But I recognize on that video that the system is pretty powerful, but n not only, I mean, you look at the Raspberry Pi and I think you own a few Raspberry Pis, don't you? I mean, do I you do. Own? And uh, I believe your brother helped me build a couple of them. He mm -hmm. also built me a bar top cabinet. Oh, or, that's uh, right. Yeah. A bar top size. How many players uh, is that? Cabinet? Two players? Uh, player? Two players. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, on the Pi, have you noticed you've you've messed with the Pi? I mess with it quite a bit, but I can't say I push it. What is the highest console that you think it handles well? I mean, I, it does okay on Dreamcast, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, what do you, what would you say is the highest you've pushed it? That, where it's, that, it's playable, where it's playable. I would say, and one of my favorite games is Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. So oh, okay, does I it mean, run well? It starts to glitch a little bit with all the special moves, mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, Otherwise, it runs pretty good. I'd say that's the highest one. So you've like not tried memory-wise. Memory they can't quite do PlayStation Three. I mean, I know it can do some PS Two yes. pretty well because that was around close to the same generation as Dreamcast. Um, although yeah. it beat the pants off Dreamcast <laughs> in way of you know the library. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole marketing thing with Sega and it, Sony. It I'm was. sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. But the Dreamcast, I had one. It was it was an incredible device. I had one. It was great. But but that's one of the things about. I love the Raspberry Pi, even the four, it started with the three and I too, you know, had those, but it, it does amazing on 16 bit, 32 bit cartridge based. You're right. You get into that CD, you get into that Dreamcasty thing. It does okay, but you notice like you, it can't run things consistently well when you start getting into that, that generation. On the yes. on the Raspberry uh, Pi, right? There's definitely a fine line, and I think as we see newer generations of Raspberry Pis and now the Steam Deck, mm -hmm. we're going to have better uh, emulation of newer uh, consoles and newer games. Well, and that's just the, like that was the thing that caught my attention was I am on my PC all the time, all day long, and I think that's part of the problem why I can't get. I don't feel like getting to my Steam backlog cab catalog that i have because if you sit at my desk all day it's like i don't want to sit here and play a game also right uh, so that's why i kind of lean towards the console i'm on the couch you know i'm in my yeah. zone so for the longest time i had it in my head do you remember steam had the steam link uh yes, box it was a yeah it was like size of a card deck and mm -hmm. it was like it was only 50 bucks and it essentially streamed wi-fi or wired from your gaming pc your entire stream steam library to it. Did you ever mess with that at all? Or do you I remember messed that with a little bit? I think that's uh, kind of what stadia was trying to be. And some of these yep. newer applications. Yeah. But, that but that's what, that was from Google's cloud to you where this was actually in home streaming from your game PC to this little box in your living room. And it worked relatively well. Um, and, but it still was a little underpowered, like, especially when you have a lot of people on Wi-Fi, you know, we we're all streaming things, doing gaming yes. here with the family. And it just, every now and then you get like fracturing of, of uh, the display and things like that. Um, so I thought about, well, maybe I should build a mini PC. Maybe I should get a laptop like you put it in the living room. Like, but then I was like, well, I could do the steam deck, but then it dawned on me that not only could that steam deck, it's a full blown PC. You can run, it comes native with what they call photon Linux which is Steam OS. It's their own version of it. Uh, or you can put Windows on it if you wanted to because uh, it's running AMD processors. It's a full-blown computer is, is, is what's really cool about it. So that's kind of neat. 
But then I found out all those emulators that we were talking about, it can play it. So I was like, that sounds cool. So I decided to get one. Wasn't crazy about the storage rates. They had the right. 64, the 256, and the 512. And I also ran across the video. I went down that rabbit hole. It was a mistake. You can They make them easily upgradable. So you yeah. can upgrade the internals on it. So I put a one terabyte uh, M.2 uh, into the device. And now they only sell them up to 512. So it's already kind of modded beyond, but they let you do it. That's what's yeah. really cool. And they make SteamOS available um, from their site and you can just download it. It's really easy to do. So got that upgraded. You can also put a SD card in it. So I did a one terabyte SD card in it. Then I took all of those ROMs that I had from my Raspberry Pi and I transferred them over to the SD card. So I run the more high-end stuff, the more Steam games on the internal storage because it's a little faster. And then I run all the emulated stuff on the little SD card that you, you pop into it. Oh my God, dude, I cannot wait to show you. Dreamcast, let's just start with that. Dreamcast is handled pretty well by the um, Raspberry Pi, like you said. But the frames per second, because you can turn on this option to see what your frame rate is. It can lock at 60 or it can go even higher. And the games are so smooth. I think I fired up like NBA, God, what was that? Like 2K, 2K2, I don't know. It's like really early on, whatever. It was so smooth. And what's really neat is those emulators can do upscaling so that they don't look as jaggy. They look a lot smoother, the anti-aliasing. Man, the, it, it crushed it. Uh, and then my brother had given me a ROM. I didn't have any. I own a Switch, but he had a backup of one of his uh, Switch ROMs. It runs Switch games. Oh, now that'll be good. <laughs> it, that's, I mean, mean the, the Switch is still putting out some uh, top-grade oh, material. So, so great stuff. And yeah. I mean, just as an alternative, so, but that tells you how good the hardware is. I mean, you yeah. can run switched up PS three crushes it. He gave me some Xbox 360 titles, dude. Crushes it runs them. flawlessly. Yeah. 60 frames per second. Like, so flawless. it's already better than the raspberry Pi. It is. It, it surpassed. And that's what got my interest in it was when I started watching these YouTube videos and one, I figured I could mod it. So there's plenty of storage and two, being able to, because think about it, it's one thing to have a couple hundred Steam games, but you got to selectively have them downloaded on the device, right? Mm -hmm. If you're traveling. Yeah. But but my thought was, if I'm traveling, dude, I can have tens of thousands of retro games. I mean, I can have the entire Super Nintendo backlog uh, with me yeah. when I go somewhere, you know? So that's what appealed to me. So that's been kind of my geek out project lately. And uh, the laptop, I think uh, that was one of the big motivations for me is to not be stuck at a couch or stuck somewhere with a console, is that uh, nowadays with cross-play uh, compatibility oh, yeah. and all that, I can take some of the same major titles on console and take it with me on vacation or to yep. work or somewhere else. You blew my mind. Remotely, yeah. You blew my mind on that, actually. You changed my mind on it because I remember we would – we tried to play consistently uh, once a weekend, a co-op game. And I think we were heavy into aliens, fire team elite yep. on PC. And Good I remember times, sir. what state were you in? Uh, you went with your family member. Yeah. I uh, had a family trip in Arizona, I believe. Okay. I, That's I what took it was. My first laptop and yep. you got like hooked play... up in the yeah. hotel. I believe so. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh. It was and so that cool. kind of, uh, helped me think about, ooh, I need a second laptop that's a little more powerful that can run these games a lot better. So There you go. That's it was a I great did. idea. Yeah. Yes. 
I mean, some of these gaming laptops are just, they're super, super impressive. Mm-hmm. And when you, just the fact that you were able to like not skip a beat, join your friends gaming from like many, many States uh, from wherever you were. Um, it's been a, a big hotel. selling point for me. Yep. Oh Definitely. yeah. Well now I have that option with the steam deck. You know, I know you and I have been, we've been <laughs> really hot and heavy in world War Z. Yes. Great game, by the way. Uh, it runs flawlessly on the steam deck. Now, a lot of things on the Steam Deck, you're not going to run them in ultra mode, but you don't need mm-hmm. to because the screen is smaller. Um, and then the other aspect of it that I really like is to work on my back catalog, kind of recircle background on my first point. Um, I have a dock. I can plug that into my television in my living room. Bluetooth keyboard mouse. If I want to play Civilization, for example, something very keyboard mouse heavy, I can do it in my living room, not having to sit at my computer. That's the other appeal to it. So it's been fun. I really like uh, kind of going back in history a little bit, like the NES Classic, PlayStation Classic. All these are great consoles, but when the modders get to them and when they open yes. them up to all the other games, that's when it really becomes good. Oh, so yeah. this is the same thing with this the uh, Steam Deck as well. Yep. It's a great system, but now the modders have gotten to it again made and it have even just made it even better. Yep, and that's... You bring up an awesome point. I think that's what turned my head. I wasn't that interested in it. I was like, well, it's just another computer, right? It is portable, but I could just get a laptop. However, right. you are 100% right. The thing that's turned the Steam Deck around is the modding community. What Absolutely. allows yeah. these emulators to play is that mod community. The one I'm using is Emudeck. That's a big one. I've another cool them. thing Good. people complain about, they're like, well, what about I want to play Fortnite or Epic Store games or good old games, which has old DOS games, right? Well, the mod community created a launcher called Heroic. It's free. You just go into the Linux desktop mode, download Heroic. All it is is a front end and it goes out and it actually grabs the good old games or the Epic Game Store or even Blizzard. If you wanted to play World of Warcraft, Diablo with Blizzard Net, it grabs all those clients that even if you want to play Sims, which is on Origin or EA, it'll grab all that and it basically acts as an intermediary, and then it can add those games to be launched out of Steam, but on the device. So you can play non-Steam games. Not, we're not talking retro. I'm talking like Sims 4, you know, Diablo 3, upcoming Diablo 4 is about to come out, World mm-hmm. of Warcraft. A lot of people are playing World of Warcraft on the road, like out of airports now. I mean... It's awesome, yeah. So It's, it's the, because of the mod community of what you said. That's awesome. And I think we're just seeing, like, the modders are going to get better and better and better. So the Steam Deck uh, is going to be really good. It is. And a lot I of think people it's going to last, hopefully, for a long time. It will. And, but a lot of people are pushing already for, like, higher-end specs, which you know is going to happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, there's a website, if you're not familiar with it, called iFixit. If you watch any of the, the tech stuff, I mean, they sell really cool toolkits and things like that. However, they have an agreement uh, in with Valve. Uh, who makes the Steam Deck, and every single component is repairable. So if you wear out your your thumbsticks, mm-hmm. uh, you can replace them. In fact, they even have upgraded thumbsticks that won't drift on you. I think these the ones that it shipped with are the analog-based uh, ones where they have other ones that are magnetic, adaptive. They have different ones. Um, you can you can even upgrade and put better thumbsticks on it or screens or, like, or you can replace the screen, I should say. So the thing is completely repairable which I think is really smart. And I did. I mean, yes. I think I took a total of like six screws off the back, popped it. And uh, in, in the edit of this, I'll make sure I, I 
post a picture of us talking about a hero of what it actually Absolutely, looks like yeah. when it was it's a open. great operation. Oh yeah, it was and it only took a few minutes. Um and to throw the OS back on it, it's just like a PC. I just took the OS yep. on my PC, put it on a thumb drive, uh plugged that thumb drive into the Steam Deck, held down a button to like go in the BIOS and say boot from the USB, immediately launched Steam OS, started to install it. It formatted Perfect. the the new terabyte drive and just went. It was cake. It was back like back to gaming right away. Yep. Oh my gosh. It was incredible. It was so easy. It was so easy. And the uh, the one terabyte, I want to say I was shocked. Now, it's not with M.2, if you're not familiar, there's different ratings. There's like, um, you know, the 20, 2080s. There's different number. There's 2030s. All that does is that indicates the length of chip. So I know like your laptop, you added a an M.2. It was a longer one, wasn't it? Yeah. I believe it was the... Um... Is that the 20... 280? I can't remember. 2280? Yeah. Yeah. And this then, one, uh, I think, is like a 2230. So it's shorter. It's the yeah. same technology. It's just the chip's not as long. It's like, yay big, because it's obviously smaller. Hmm. And it was the same. It was being able just to pop it in. I think, like, grand total for a terabyte was like 120 bucks. What's for a terabyte? Really for an SSD, that's not bad at all. That's, that's exactly. Mean, that it just makes your games faster, gives you yep. a little more storage, put all the good stuff on there. Yep. And it was funny because. Uh, we have this really through work. Uh, we use Slack for our corporate uh, talking and there's a, there's a internal team, just like they have clubs at work or, you know, if you have a school organization, there's actually, I found a steam deck club and oh, I joined it. Good. And what's cool is I posted in there what I had done and I just offhandedly make a comment. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do with um, the, the, the chip that I have left. Somebody goes, Oh, I just went and bought an enclosure for uh 10 bucks on Amazon. And now I have a spare, uh, like thumb drive. And I was like, Oh my God, that's genius. So I did that's that. I went idea. out, I went on Amazon and I just, I bought an enclosure. It was super cheap. It's like 12 bucks. And mm-hmm. then I put the prior chip that was in the steam deck, like the stock one, um, in it. And it's just USB enabled, plugged it in, wiped it. Now I have uh, a spare thumb drive for more ROMs and, and everything else. So this is a really Perfect. good suggestion. So, yeah. So that's been fun. I, I'll tell you that, man. I'm looking forward to when I when I travel. I'm gonna take it with me. I've have I will say like I've liked I've liked it more than I thought I would. There's even moments where I'm like, man, I may not play my Switch very much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, may, yeah. I may pivot, uh, but especially it's hard. if they pull up the Switch emulation, they do. You got to be careful with that though, because just you know ripping ROMs. You already have to yeah. own the game. Stay legal here, right? Yeah. Uh, but those. Those games take up a lot of space too, though. I mean, the higher you go, mm-hmm. whether 360 and above, I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, those were full on DVD size. So they do gigs and gigs. Uh, and it would be the same for the, the Switch, even though it uses the cartridge. I mean, it, those are pretty big ROMs. I mean, they'll take up tons of space. Yeah. All right, brother. Let's talk about the name of this podcast. So I didn't come up with a name. I, I loved it. it was, uh, I think my friend John and Justin had come up with it. We do have a really cool logo. Uh, you'll see it at the intro of this. I'm actually, you'll have the logo on uh, us talking here just so that we're branded. Because uh, it's a cool name, Wired Nerdy. And we searched, we didn't find anything on it. Um, and uh, my boy Justin was the one that kind of helped uh, figure out like uh, the the namespace, whether there are any domains out there. And you never know, right? But it brought up the good point of this eternal thing. I mean, my whole life I've always been kind of um, geeky 
uh, nerdy. I've always been into like liking games and things like that. But what's the difference between geek and nerd? Like what what does it mean to you, man? Like what's your thoughts on what's a nerd? What is it to you? What do you think? So a nerd to me, you know, you always think about uh, smarter computers, smarter technology, electronics, you know. But then reading the uh, Merriam-Webster's definition, it kind of opens it up to everyone's a nerd, no matter what. I mean, sports and books. It should not be that way. Everything. No, it did not. So I think uh, (laughs) like social media and stuff has opened up uh, more nerds to come out. And then uh, the the definition, I believe, has changed over the years. It has. It used to be, from what I remember, we, we used to have these conversations when uh, <laughs> with my friends were growing up. It used to be we, we would typically define ourselves as more geeky than nerdy because nerdy used to mean that you were antisocial or you were unable mm-hmm. to string a sentence together or carry on a social conversation or socially awkward. As you know, I can... I can talk with the best of them. I've never been socially awkward. So nerdy just didn't fit right. Or nerdy was oftentimes associated with like, you had an extremely high IQ. Now I tried really hard in school, but there's no way was I a genius by any means. I just didn't feel like it fit. You know, geeky seemed more in tune with what I thought. But I don't know. When I look at the, the examples here, because I did a straight up Google search. I didn't go to... I didn't go to Miriam Webster. You you went all fancy on me, oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nerd took something official there. Yeah, it, you did. You you slam dunked it. I'm I'm just going with the uh, generic Google one. Uh, yeah. It says for nerd. It says and listen to how common like how similar these two are. Uh, a person who is extremely enthusiastic and knowledgeable about a particular subject, especially one of specialist or niche interest. Nah, that's not what it was traditionally. No, uh, it was geek. Not, yeah. Listen to geek. This sounds very similar. A person who is knowledgeable and obsessively interested in a particular subject, especially one that's technical or specializes in a niche. It's it's like they're the same. They, they've kind of merged together where they, they used to be separate. They have. How much of this do you think is because geek culture, nerd culture, or what used to be considered nerdy? has gone mainstream. I, I collected comic books as a kid and I didn't Absolutely. know a lot of people who did. What are your thoughts on that? Like look how many comic book movies there are now. Absolutely. I think the, I call it maybe the Marvel generation has brought all these geeks and nerds together and people that necessarily weren't a geek or a nerd. Now they are. They're like, They're into Oh, them. this is cool. This is a, do you think Disney, cool thing to do, but do you think Disney owning Marvel makes it more mainstream too? Because it's not like, Oh, that's that's comics comic book movies and comics are for nerds, but now that Disney owns it, do you think that has any weight on that at all? I believe it does. I mean, Disney as a family company and lots of uh, good titles and all of their past history and shows have uh, definitely helped excel that uh, nerd and geek lifestyle. Yeah. It seems to be more mainstream. I think geek and nerd and all that, I think it's more mainstream now. It used to not be, it was something used to get made fun of. Like, you know, God, if my younger self knew how how many comic book movies there would be out? It would just be like mind blown. Well, not I mean, to show my age, but like the Revenge of the did. Nerds and stuff like that. Revenge we, of the Nerds. Dude, well, I'm really going way back here. You're so. going way back. I think we we're like we we're like oh my god. So that I think that we were was little the kids, stereotypical <laughs> nerd, not the actual nerd. So <laughs> yeah, no, I see your but, point because if you look in the movies, 
you do bring up a great point too, because if you look at look at movies from certain decades and how they portrayed nerds versus now, and it, I mean, they it, definitely changed over the years. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, the actual uh, yeah, descriptions or the uh, definitions are kind of been they marry each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in the end of all of this, I think the name of the podcast is fitting, even though I'm going to, I'm a traditionalist. And then I'll say, uh, I still thought that nerd meant high IQ, antisocial, can't talk. Cause that was one concern I had with the wired nerdy. I'm like, yeah, but nerdy always has this connotation that you can't talk and it's a podcast and all you do on a podcast is talk. <laughs> However, I think under the new revised of what you found and what we're seeing on, on Google, I think the name stands. It's a, it's an awesome name. I like it too. Uh, and my uh, time in law enforcement, uh, nerdy is like a catchphrase, just like tactical is a catchphrase. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother show, but they put tactical on everything to get the mass audience to come that's in. That's a good point. That's a good point. So you think it's a, it's to draw in people because do you think it's almost become uh, popular or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, chic or just. I don't know. It's like a label. It sounds like it's a label they slap on in order to look appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost reminds me whenever they put like the word Z, you know, Backstreet Boys. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You got to be hip, right? You got to have something. You got to be. Like, I think it's cool it, to be nerdy uh, now. Kesha with the dollar sign, right? Oh, there you go. That's right. So. No, it's, I think you're right. I think it's, uh, I think it's one of those things that it's, it's not bad to be a nerd very much anymore because I think those things are mainstream. Uh, yes. And that's the other thing. Our generation is one of the first, like, at least when, when I'm going to say this above twenties, you guys, <laughs> our generation is one of the ones yeah. where we'll, um, we're still playing video games. It used yeah. to be like comic books uh, or certain things like comic books were considered, Oh, only geeks read that, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, it was this, it was the same way when it came to video games, like, you know, little kids play that, mm. but because we grew up with them, I don't think it is nearly as cliched anymore. If you look at the demographics of who buys video games, those with disposable income, video game culture is still, it's, it's, it's aging. It's very, yeah. Yeah. And I always joke around my wife about, you know, I'll be in, uh, I'll be in a nursing home playing Skyrim. Absolutely. Of course, they'll have re-released it. Well, right. Right. (laughs) The anniversary of the anniversary. Super remastered edition. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's been your jam lately. Let's, let's round, let's round this whole thing out about, um, you know, uh, what's, what's, what, what have you been playing lately? What's been your obsession game wise, uh, lately? What, what have you been into? I, I, I do want to, uh, I want to rat you out though. Oh, you had no, never played Skyrim. I know, but you uh, helped me with that. You said, Hey, here's this game called Skyrim. I'm like, oh, well, I asked if you played it and you were like, yeah. no. I didn't even know what it was. I mean, I hate to say that. I'll get a lot of hate mail. But. Yeah, oh, man. You're lucky this is early on in the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? You call yourself a gamer, I know. a geek, a nerd? <laughs> so what, is but, you still you still grinding on that, or, or have you been playing something uh, else? I am. And, I mean, uh, everybody knows that that courier finds you everywhere. That courier <laughs> just keeps giving me letters and letters. But uh because you're really taking like people it. off in the world. That's why. It is, yeah. <laughs> so those types of games, I really, really enjoyed uh, Fallout. And then to yeah. go back even further, uh, Parasite Eve, I believe, on PlayStation 1. 
PlayStation One. That was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Was I that mean, like? It, let me ask you. Was that in the same? Down. Was that in the same universe as um, Silent Hill, or were they different? I, th- I think I, they were yeah. different. Silent Hill was that kind of altered dimension. I think uh, the underworld or hell yeah. is the common term for it. But, uh, Silent Hill, super scary. I couldn't play that alone. Or at least I had to have the lights on. <laughs> Still you scares know, me. I played uh, Parasite Eve a little bit. It's interesting you bring that up. Not as many people bring up Parasite Eve as they do Silent Hill. So they're That's not, you're right. Game. They're different. Um, but people apparently have a lot of debates on which one um, is better. And it's funny. There's a really good article here, it looks like, on why Parasite Eve was overlooked uh, compared to other late nineties games like silent Hill, silent Hill is, uh, is called out to be one of the greatest survival horror games. Uh, although mm-hmm. parasite Eve is often overlooked. It's funny you bring that one up. I've not yeah. heard that game in a while. I, uh, have fond memories of playing that. And then, you know, the New York setting, uh, mm-hmm. backgrounds. Did you beat it? Central. Um, I would have to remember. I don't think I did. No, that, uh, boss is really tough at the end. Is it is it similar to uh, Resident Evil? Like you, it's the top down. It's been a long time since I played. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's so. more of a top down version, and I would relate it to and I, not to get any hate, but like Final Fantasy, where you build up your character and you work on some not not necessarily spells, but skills and. But it's not turn based per se. It's uh, uh, more action RPG. Yes. So okay. when the uh, enemy is shooting at you, you can kind of move out of the way. Okay. So you're saying like that. So like later you don't have Final to stand Fantasy. There and take it. Yeah. Sounds like later Final Fantasies when they, mm. they change that up. So wow, it's funny you bring I have not I've been talking about Parasite even a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm looking that up, uh ninety eight. So it's been uh mm, quite a dude, while. It's been a I'm minute. glad I can remember that. Yeah, you did a good job. Again, it's just so. it's it's not one of the more common ones. And I know it was relatively it was received well overall, yes. but it, it's funny people always bring up, you know, the other heavy hitters. Uh obviously OG uh Resident Evil, man, that's a great game too. Yeah, great game. Um, but and so they you, remastered that a lot, and it's been good. I, I have not played a lot of the remasters. Speaking of remastered, and now I'm going to get hate. Okay, oh, okay. Dead Space. I've never played oh. it. I, have you yes. played it? Yes, I have actually. I've never I've played, played it. that one. So did that come out on the 360? Is, is that right? Um, I believe so. I can't remember. I think I just, yeah, the original or was it the original Xbox? Oh, you think? I don't think so. Oh, now I have to do some research. So, yeah, 2011. It'll um, say what console. Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, quick quick Google search. 2000, it says here the original one. Uh, yeah, it came out October 14, 2008. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I must be looking at the uh, PC port. So that's probably what it is because it's been ported a few yeah. times. Um, they just they just redid it though. I think there's a remastered version that came out last week, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. And they say it's supposed to be really good. And I was reading some articles out on Polygon about it. And maybe it's time for me to to watch. It. I hear it's scary though. I mean, and I'm not a I'm not a big jump scare kind of person. You know, I'm not like yeah, play that Outlast. Too good with scary games. So one of the scariest games. Along with Silent Hill was Fear. Did you ever play that? Yes, yes, that was oh, creepy. Man. It's still creepy if you ever go back and play it. Yeah, that one yeah. was that's scary. You know the one guy. <laughs> one time, uh, a friend of mine had it was one of the first times that uh, I tried VR, uh, 
and I watched somebody do it and it was alien isolation in VR. Oh my God. And, and actually, if you want to laugh, go out on YouTube and, and, and search alien isolation VR. Oh my God. There's people filming other people playing the game. It's one girl's crying. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's insane. It's that, are, that is some of the good videos to watch like an older generation <gasps> with VR headsets. Oh yeah. And then running into walls, tripping over things, freaking out. <laughs> I see the one with the guy, he like he tried to die. <laughs> he slammed into the TV. Yes. In yeah. the <laughs> oh man, there's some great epic fail uh videos on there. But yeah, maybe it's time for me to go back and <laughs> try uh Dead Space. I hear it's supposed to be a classic, it's supposed to be amazing. Uh but I've never I never played it. So yeah, man. I have to pick that one back up at some point. Maybe a Steam sale. I knew there was Absolutely. a Dead Space 2, but I, I think there's actually a Dead Space 3. Did you know that? Uh, Yeah, I, I only played I the first know. one, though. Yeah. Dead Space 3 was 2013. The first one I, I know is held in the highest regard. Um, So, again, now I'm going to get like people hating on me for, like, how can you not know this? Uh, So, yeah. So you've been uh, you've been still, still trekking along on your Skyrim, though. What's your, what's your build character that you're preferring on that right now? Uh, the uh, dark elf and the archer. I uh, just something about uh, shooting that arrow, hundred, two hundred, three hundred yards. Sniping. I'm getting a lot better at it all the time. You sound like my son. He's the same way. Anytime yep. he plays that game, he always, always goes archer, and he just snipes them from like yep. so far away. And then we talked about it. The crossbow. The crossbow is amazing. It, it kind of stumbles them. It just is that the difference is that it can actually make the characters stumble. It stumbles, yeah. So the uh, dwarven, uh, and I'm gonna have to look them up. They're like the bots and oh yeah, Star yeah. Wars Attack of the Clones. They kind of yeah, roll around they're, the they're, ground. They're yeah. uh, in the dwarven, uh, the doomer. They have a certain name for them. They're the golden, uh, yeah. different druids. And I know there's a uh, there's a sentinel guardian. It's a really big one. And then, and then they roll on like wheels and things like that, right? And then the little spider. Gold yeah. spider bots on this, yeah. So that's what got me into crossbows. I was picking up these bolts, and I'm like, "Well, every time they shoot me, I kind of my character knocks back." So I need oh, really? to find a crossbow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I would have put two and two together that that does happen to your character. I never thought about that weapon doing that. If you used it, yeah. I've never been a crossbow person. I've never never tried it. And it's but so it's funny. Great. I've played that game so many times. I've bought it fifty billion times. I swear on so many. They keep re-releasing it. I keep I keep buying it. It is incredible. Uh, yeah. I still hadn't tried crossbow. You know, I've mage done that. Love my magic builds, um, but you know, two this, two handed wielding, absolutely two handed swords. I've done all those. Not done a lot of not done a lot of crossbowing. And I'm guilty as well as I know tons of other people of carrying too much stuff. <laughs> Unless you I cheat. spend half my time in the inventory. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that with the first Fallout, Fallout Tactics, Brotherhood, and then Fallout 4. Amazing game. I had all the expansions for it. Yeah. And that's then a great carrying game. too much stuff. Do you um, know they're making a TV show out yes. of Fallout? I'm I've sure seen we'll some, talk about uh, it. I've scenes from it of the, uh, the rocket yep. gas station. Yep. yep. I'm excited. Yep. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that. I'm going to. I need to add that to our list right now. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I finally got great. caught up on Last of Us. We're going to make that a topic of our upcoming show. Yep. I just watched um, uh, episode three. Yeah. Oh, my God. Loved it. My wife 
loved episode it three. It was great. I thought it was different than the game. Oh, definitely. wise but I thought they did a great job. I'll get into that. I have, a, honestly, a lot of complaints. <laughs> uh oh. I know. I know. Trust me. My wife keeps saying, just remember, it's it's different in the games. And it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's just, it's not the same as the game and some of the choices. No, it's made. not. But I, I love. I love the Naughty Dog games. Like that's one of the main reasons why I still love playing my PlayStation. So it's kind of near and dear to my heart, you know. So it's kind of, I think my my expectations are any high anyway. But we will get into that show, and that brings up a note. Anytime we talk about those things, don't worry. We'll always put up a warning about spoilers, so we won't dive in or say anything on shows and movies without a spoiler warning because we want to be sensitive to that i don't want to ruin a good time for you no Uh, no i'll never forget like i was uh i think it was on twitter a couple years ago and it's a guy that i kind of knew from work but we hadn't worked together in years i never thought nothing of it i don't know where he tweets oh yeah i hate it when this this and this happened in this particular show i think it was game of thrones and i was like and i did i was mad i was like it's like dude what are you doing some of us haven't watched it yet so i don't want to be that guy so, yeah, that brings up a, a good memory of me as well. I hate spoilers. I mean, anybody that kind of spoils a movie for you is terrible. That takes me back to uh, doing some law enforcement work at a movie theater here, local, and the uh, Force Awakens, you know, spoiler alert on Solo <laughs> Spoiler dies. alert if you haven't seen it. So, yes. Pause. Spoiler okay, alert <laughs> on Solo Dies. But we had to literally <laughs> warn people out of the movie, please don't talk about this, because we had... Oh, wow. Uh, really good uh, attendance, and we had to say, hey, there's a lot of people waiting. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going to happen. Please don't say anything. So. How sucky would that be? You have a crowd oh, of terrible. people flowing terrible. out of the theater and a crowd of people flowing in, and as you walk by, this one, you say, oh, yeah, you hear so-so died? I'll be like, oh, my God, I just spent yeah. tons of money on that ticket. And I think uh, the diehard fans like us nerds and us geeks would say, I'm not going to ruin it for them. I want them to yeah. experience it just like I experienced it. Exactly. We want to be respectful of that because yeah. that's the cool thing about a lot of this stuff is that uh, we want to share it. We want to, you know, we, we want, we want to be able to uh, have these conversations and not ruin it for anybody because it's, it's cool stuff. It's neat. You know, absolutely, it, it's yeah. fun. So we have a lot of very cool things that we're going to talk about, whether it's TV shows uh, we don't quite have our agenda hammered out for our next show, but we will. We have a massive list of things that we're putting out there. I am excited between, you know, the Fallout television show. They're doing a God of War. I got to put that on the list. <laughs> God of War television shows too. Uh, and it, it makes me nervous though, because it's great that they're picking up these properties, IP properties, but I, I hope they're good. I hope they do them justice. And I think that's my concern about The Last of Us. And so far they have, but it's yeah. also that whole thing. It's It's not the same as the game and it's you gotta yeah like my wife says i gotta separate that out you know so we'll have tons of cool stuff to talk about uh inbound as they continue to develop things so yeah i'm excited for this uh podcast as well i mean there's things i know about but there's a lot of things i'd like to learn about and experience and uh you us being uh, great friends for quite a while i've got to experience a lot of new things and showed you some things along the way so it's gonna be exciting yeah, it's going to be great. And then we bring in some of our guests. Uh, you know, I was having lunch uh, with a friend of mine named Alex. And uh, recently, I was telling about the podcast, and uh, I asked, he, he was telling me about Star Citizen. I don't know if you know about that game, Doug. Yes. Uh, yeah. We will dig into that. It I've has, not got into it, but I've wanted to. It's yeah. very controversial because of how long it's been going. It's been in alpha. We'll get into all of that. However, mm-hmm. um, he's heavy into it. 
and he's he was an early adopter. I was an early adopter, but he's like way more earlier than me. And he is more consistent than me about checking it out, but he was telling me about it. And I was like, man, he knows a lot about this. And I thought, that's perfect. So mm-hmm. I asked him, I was like, will you come on the podcast and talk about it? So at some point, as I run into people that, uh, you know, know stuff or, or have something that they're really passionate about or they're experts more so than you or I, we're going to bring them in. And we're going to talk to them about it, yeah. pick their brain. So it isn't just us all the time sharing, sharing things. Um, and it also kind of expands upon what you said a moment ago about, you know, this is cool stuff. We want to share it. And that's the kind of the fun thing about the podcast. So that's more stuff to look forward to. Yep. So brother, I think this does it for our first one. How do you feel? You good? Uh, it feels good. I mean, uh, being the first podcast, you know, you're kind of nervous, but then you talk about a subject that you like and you just keep talking and talking. It's just like a normal conversation. That's what's fun about it. And then sharing it with the world. And again, even if it's only you and I that see it, who cares? This is a blast, man. We're having a good time and it's a good creative outlet. I'm a creative person. You know, I love, I love fiction writing and I love movies and film just naturally outside of the geeky stuff. You know, uh, sometimes I need to do something that's creative. Uh, and this is one of those projects I think, uh, that is going to help me get that creative itch, that creative outlet going uh, or or satisfied, I should say. So I'm excited about it. Yep. And I just love talking, I think. So <laughs> I'll have a lot more to say uh, in the future, but yeah. It's well, the cool great. conversations too, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, fun yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I can't wait to share some of the list with everybody, what we're going to do. So we're going to let everybody go. We're going to sign off for our first podcast here, our pilot podcast. We're going to call this season one, episode one. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon with season one, episode two, and we'll keep on rolling through. Uh, if you have any comments with, uh, if you're watching this from YouTube, feel free to drop a comment in there. Let us know what you think. And, uh, we are so excited about this and we will talk to everybody soon. Take care. All right. See y'all.